Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Coming up on TMS, the sprinkler man waits for no one. What's your waifu password? A donkey on the lamb. The birth of Venus or David's penis? Stop the monkeys. He can't swing very hard anymore. Prime Day has just gotten too commercial. I like a good hillbilly in the city story. Where do I put my possum? A crumbling facade of a joke. Grease is the problem I have with nut butter. Go kiss an onion ring. Can't wait for integration test season two. Live from New York, it's Tuesday morning with Justin and more on this episode of... The Morning Stream. Here's another kind of sandwich I like. Peanut butter and mayonnaise. Just put peanut butter on one side, mayonnaise on the other, slap them together, and there's your sandwich. Not so far! The Morning Stream. You have chosen... Poorly. I disagree. You have chosen wisely. Welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream for Tuesday, June 22nd, 2021. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ibbett. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hello. I'm fine. Uh, just, you know, uh, being a little sad, I gotta tell you. I was watching Hulu last night and... Uh, Right up on the screen there where I normally just hit resume on the old uh, permanently running Seinfeld series. Mm-hmm. A little message saying, expires in four days. Oh, four I don't days know, to I watch. Don't, I don't know where they're going. I don't know what that's about. They've been there yeah. forever. So Peacock probably? I mean, isn't that a... Yeah, but it wasn't... Uh, was, was it an NBC production or just a... Now I don't know. I have no idea. Where is I know it, it ended with... <laughs> You're not wrong. Okay, here it is. Seinfeld. Um, uh, too hot to handle. Uh, oh, no, wait. Hold on. Might be available to stream. That might be the porn version you're looking at. Oh, this is interesting. It says it may not be able to uh, stream for months, it says. Oh. Uh, it says that... Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, okay. It's coming back to Netflix. There's a little swapperoonie going on. Because it was on Netflix before, remember? And then I went to Hulu, but it was like the very right, next week, right. so you didn't have to really live without it. But it won't read uh, Netflix until September at the earliest. So I'm just saying, if you're into that show or like to have it on as background noise, you're screwed. Yeah. And I'm yeah. screwed because that's what I like it for. Well, I'm about uh, three seasons into uh, Friends. Friends friends would love to have you. What's it going to take to put you into some Friends, Scott? Well, I've at seen... At least what I can get my manager to... to... <laughs> <laughs> to add on as a perk. 
Yeah. Get you into some friends. Oh, I just heard some terrible news about friends. I guess I'll go ahead and share it because, you know, why not? We're a comedy oh, morning show. Oh, yeah. Did you hear about that? The Gunther guy? Gunther. Got the, got the yeah. cancer and it's just stage, stage four, four or cancer, man. Hmm. That sucks. That guy seemed nice. And he was just featured fairly prominently in the episode I watched last night. So it was like, oh, that guy. Him, Too young. Him in the background cleaning glasses and pining over Rachel. Yeah, that sucks. But uh, hopefully uh, maybe something crazy will happen and he'll, uh, you know, the treatment will work and he'll be okay. Uh, but anyway, the point is, I've seen Friends, what, three times over? I'm good. I don't think I need yeah, to. Yeah, <laughs> this is really, this is my first binge watch of it. We watched it when it was first, you know, on on TV. Yeah. Week to week. Well, it was must-see uh, TV, Brian. It was must-see It was TV. part of must-see TV, and we yeah. must have seen it. Yeah. We must see it. Yeah. Um, must-see. Along with classics like Boston Public. Caroline in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to think of ones that weren't the big ones, like you know, no, not not counting Mad About You or, or Cheers or. Uh, Wait, Boston Public was that on? That wasn't an Boston ABC Public. Show. Yeah, that was part of Must See TV for a little while. Was it? That's a yeah. different. I thought that was a different network. No. What is wrong no, with my brain? Boston Public was. Uh, you're, I'm sorry, not Boston. Boston Common. You're right. You're right. Boston Public was the teachers. Boston Common was the comedian dude. That um, I don't remember that she was like a, a hick that came to Boston <laughs> to the college and um, so your favorite one then of the night yeah yeah this one because you love a good hillbilly in the city story I love a good hillbilly yeah. actually this one I kind of like because it wasn't yokel humor it wasn't like every joke was it no where do I put my possum is there a place in my locker where I can put my possum yeah it wasn't quite like that that's true no, I have a no, very was, vague uh, memory of it it's very who was that community because he was great for you know like he he was big for a while and then he just kind of disappeared Boston Common. TV, TV show, right? series. Oh, uh, um, Anthony Clark. Boyd Pritchett. Yeah, who's it? Anthony Anthony Clark. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he did have a moment there, and then what are we he doing did. now? Nothing. Oh, there's things, but not a lot. No. He kind of quit Sadly. in 06, and then, and then a wow. couple things since, but yeah, weird. Weird. That, uh, that show uh, mm-hmm. featured a young Zach Galifianakis. Oh. 1990 lasted uh, one season, 1996, 1997, part of the must-see TV lineup. Was he between a couple of ferns? <laughs> he was he was those ferns were were but a uh, but a, a rising bud in a, in a, in a vase or there, in a there you planter a uh, quick note uh brian may or may not have to be pulled away from the show at a moment's <laughs> notice because there's a exactly. there's a sprinkler man waiting for him at some point sprinkler man yeah so uh, just don't be shocked if he has to peel away and is not here for a period of time that may or may not right. happen we'll see um hey i might i might actually hurt somebody i gotta get i gotta do something about these <laughs> dreams i'm having i kicked my wife so oh no hard. and it and it was a dream where i was in an elevator being chased by some kind of crazed monkeys or something i don't remember some kind of weird creature that was after us and i was in an elevator and i was in there with some other survivors and the elevator slowly shutting kind of horror movie style and these creatures are you know hurling themselves at the elevator and i do one last swoop kick with my foot to <laughs> to stop the monkeys and then i wake up kicking my wife so oh yeah i don't know what to do about that uh, this is why my grandparents slept in separate beds <laughs> actually separate rooms even 
Really? So wait, is yeah. that why? Because they one of them was kicking. No, or? I don't know if that's oh, why. Okay. <laughs> probably, probably was something, right? Like something <laughs> had to irritate one of them to the point of like, oh, you snore or you fart, you, you like uh, explosive farts in the middle of the night or whatever. Yeah. But and and uh, so they had separate rooms for as long as I knew them. Wow. If you're gonna go full yeah. Laura. Rob Petrie and have separate Hell beds. Yeah. Something's so up. Would like, yeah. They over Petrie, right? Like at least, <laughs> at least those two could stand being in the same room together. <laughs> wow, I can't even imagine that. That's so weird to me. But yeah, I kicked her. Maybe I yeah. can because she doesn't want to get kicked anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I booted maybe, her. Uh, booted her good. Maybe you need a body pillow between the two of you. Maybe I thought about that. Maybe you get one yeah. of those waifu weirdo things from Japan. You know, with the <laughs> you wake up kicking the waifu. Yeah, kicking the waifu. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't know, but uh, so yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is, if there's any like um, nightmare dream experts out there who like, here's what you do to stop kicking people in your own bed. Uh, let me know. Let yeah, me know what you got? That'd be great. <laughs> when, when you have one of those, do people come over and say, "Hey, what's your waifu password?" Ah, uh, nice. Yeah, and then they say, uh, "What? <laughs> You're right. Sure, sure. Build on to this this <laughs> crumbling uh, facade of a joke. <laughs> no, it's not working. It's falling off. It's sloughing off the edge like mud. I can't do it. Uh, okay, so the chat suggests perhaps it's because I finished up, uh, wrapped up uh, Resident Evil 8 last oh. night, Village. Oh, finished it. Good. You're done with it. All done, done. Never playing that, putting that disc i guess you bought the digital oh yeah but never uh, clicking on that button again well that's the that's the idea however the game is very tempting with it's like play us again because we're going to give you this thing and play us oh, again sure. you this thing. more than more than yeah. you normally see but i don't i don't think i can do it i can't play that baby part like i was all at the end i was like oh john i don't know maybe with these extra guns and this unlimited ammo this might be you know, <laughs> and he goes well what about the baby segment i went oh forget it never mind the baby the one that chases you under the uh the, yeah what was the, it the, the taint the, baby no it was the basement baby it was horrible basement baby yes it was horrendous why didn't you say taint baby Tate and baby because you had some name for it there was some other thing that you found in that in that place that you called like the taint monster or something oh, right or am i i don't remember am i just so focused on the 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 goo that i'm gonna have to squirt into my uh bike pants this weekend oh yeah dude gotta get that uh gotta get that butter bum butter whatever what's it called Got away Show. came up with the best name uh i don't know why we never thought about this but uh taint paint <laughs> ah that's good Taint paint. That's oh yeah, really you gotta put some. You gotta get put another coat of taint paint on. Yeah, you can't go ride without a couple of coats of taint paint, or else yeah. what are you? What are you doing? Uh, anyway, so yeah, don't kick your wife. I guess is the takeaway. Um, <laughs> crease grease is also pretty good. Pops in her car. Crease grease. One. Crease grease. That's a oh. little more visual. Ooh, that's gross. <laughs> that's freaking foul. All right, cooch yeah. grease. That's worse too. No more grease. Grease yeah. is gross. Yeah, yeah. I think the word grease is the problem I have with that. So I was looking at the uh, famous things that happen on the twenty second of June list. Okay. I'd like to do mm-hmm. this, you know, sometimes and sure bring it up on the show. And I found one that I wish I wish we had done. Uh, sadly, okay. we were All in right. the middle of rebelling against these people and uh, <laughs> went and did our own thing. But in seventeen seventy two. Slavery was outlawed in England. Oh, yeah. Kind of wish we would. Uh, we figure that out pretty suit. early, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I wish we would have gone. Yeah, we uh, we don't. Uh, we also don't like slaves, and we're not going to yeah. have those when we go establish our new. Oh, uh, we colony. we should do that. Like we're you know we're watching across the pond. Like oh yeah, we should do that here. Yeah, we should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep up with the uh, 
with the Joneses. The Bentleys. Yeah, the Bentleys. <laughs> Not the Joneses. The Joneses would be here. Um, but yeah, like the whole uh, the whole idea that we... I mean, 1772 was right around the time we started, you know, there was talk of rebellion, right? Like of us mm-hmm, s- mm-hmm. seceding from the Queen. And uh, it just seems like it would have been a lot easier on us as a historical fact had we not continued to have slavery. I just think yeah. it would have been better for America right. have we had we not had this huge, ugly, freaking pox on us that'll never leave. What does I, that alternate timeline look like, I wonder? You I know? don't know. Probably better, I would say. Probably gotta, better. Gotta, yeah. gotta be Speaking better. of which, yeah. have you dipped into Loki yet? Uh, no. No Loki okay. yet. Uh, All right. I think at this stage I'm going to binge the whole damn thing when it's done. Okay. This, yeah, might as well. Yeah, I'm already this far. Why, why not? You know, I'll just do, do we it. know? Uh, do we know what's after Loki? Because for a while we've known it's going to be Wandavision, then Winter Soldier, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and then Loki. But do we know what's immediately, quote unquote, immediately after? Um, no. Is there another TV thing right after? I don't, I don't know if it's actually, right after, but know. it's what is it? Um. What if maybe or uh, well, there's not a Doctor Strange. No. So there's what if there's. What is the next um, MCU show? Oh, there's literally a, a thing on Winter is or sorry, fan sided here. It says. Um, oh, good. Letting us know the order. Black. So there's after the Black a, there's Widow, there's a Scroll Invasion thing. Um, a Hawkeye, a Ms. Marvel series, the She-Hulk series. Oh, you're right. What if is the next thing. What if is next? Okay, do we? Have, but we don't have a date yet on what if, right? No. Oh, wait. Hold on. Should okay. It says here should land on Disney Plus before the September third arrival of Shang Chi in the theaters. Okay. Uh, should ten deals. Yeah. God, that's a big gap. It's a big gap. <laughs> it's a big gap. I say that every time I go to the mall. Whoa, that's a big gap. Oh, that's a big gap. Yeah. I, every time I put on butt butter, I go. Oh, that's a big gap. <laughs> So so yeah so there's that and then let's yeah. jump ahead to 1864 when okay. uh, oh yeah I'm sorry we were still talking about no it's all good we can jump all over the place <laughs> uh, Confederate General A P Hill uh, turns back a federal flanking movement on the Weldon Railroad near Pittsburgh Virginia um, and that was just a reminder that some nearly 100 years later we were still fighting we were fighting a war within ourselves about slavery so well done everybody good job America. Uh, and then we cured syphilis. Well, we found the cure oh. for syphilis in 1910. Oh yeah, baby! So that Brian, the reason you and I don't have syphilis now is thanks to German mm-hmm. bacteriologist uh, Paul Enrich, who announced a definitive cure for syphilis in 1910 on this day. It's just penicillin, isn't it? No, it's um, oh, it's something uh, different, uh, something specific, but based on penicillin because penicillin came before that. Um, That's what I thought. Yeah. Hold on, how do you cure the uh, the old? Uh, Oh yes, please put that in your Google yeah. history. <laughs> How do you cure syphilis? <laughs> let's see what let's see what targeted ads you start getting now. Yeah. There wasn't enough of those. And then 1911, the very next year, King George V of England was crowned. Well done. And then let's uh, jump This morning uh, my echo told me that it is both um Kissing Day, mm. National Kissing Day and National Onion Rings Day. Oh my. How are you going to celebrate? Yes. You going to do anything? I'm going to go kiss an onion ring Sweet. <laughs> at lunch. Sweet. That's probably better than uh, eating a whole bunch of them because they'll 
they'll weigh you down for your ride this weekend. You yes, exactly. That. No, I think I think I'm riding to Tokyo Joe's for a rice bowl. Oh, that's pretty cool. Rice still isn't the best thing, you know, but uh, um, it's better than riding half a block further and getting a mod pizza. Yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, here's a final one that's a little bit more in our history zone. In the year 1970, you and I were all of six to eight months old when this happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, no, almost a year, it looks like. Uh, President Richard M. Nixon. Oh, you know the one? You know I, the one? Is that, that's that's the monster, oh. the zombie version. Of <laughs> I am not a crook. I am not the undead. Um, <laughs> he signed the 26th Amendment, which lowered the voting age to 18. It feels like, had that been today, I don't know a single current Republican who had voted who would vote for the lowering of the voting age to 18? Because <laughs> oh, 18 year really olds, yeah, the 18 year right. olds don't vote. I mean, some of them just don't vote, but they don't typically vote Republican. And it feels like perhaps in today's environment, they're trying to shut down all possible voting leaks. They would probably not let this one in. So, <laughs> so I guess thanks Nixon for that. Yeah. I guess well done there. You were you were a crook, but you did a good thing that day. <laughs> Could we just uh, actually let's do this in a Mitch voice? Uh, could we just uh, restrict voting to uh, old white men, please? Uh, just uh, get that. I will hire. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you do that. I don't way know why I was. Well. I was blessed with a good Mitch McConnell voice. In you were, man. That is a great one. Yeah. yeah. I'll hear, as you know, in nineteen seventy. <laughs> They made it possible for the voting. He's such a turtle. Gosh he dang is. it, what a turtle. All right. Oh, and Mark Chapman pled guilty to killing John Lennon today. So there's another one oh, for you. okay. That's a bit of a bummer. That's a bummer. It is a news. bummer. Uh, well, there you go. That's all the uh, today in, in, in fascinating history you can stand. Now the news. That's right. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by. Have you heard about the? Bur- I'm sorry. I mean the podcast called the Dad Chronicle from Alex Albisu. It's an amazing look at fatherhood from lots of diverse perspectives. Give it a listen wherever you get your podcast. That's the Dad Chronicle. Very nice. Hey, HBO Max. This is a couple days old now, so we're sort of just now getting to it. But HBO Max accidentally sent out a strange email to all of its subscribers. Brian, you were out of town, but did you get the email? I did get this email, yeah. And I just, I really just said, no, it's just somebody doing a test. This comes up all the time. But yeah, it happens all the time. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, I don't know but why the, this but one. But the resulting memes and stuff were a lot funnier than when it happens with Tropical Smoothie uh, Land or whatever yeah. it is. And it really took yeah. off, like became all anybody was talking about online for like two days which surprised me because i've had plenty of error messages from emails mm-hmm. and i don't know why this one was a big one but it feels like anything lately that happens with warner brothers hbo batman dc comics uh anything in this in that realm of those companies seems to be memey yeah. and i don't know why it's so memey i don't i don't get it but anyway they did attribute it finally uh there was a a, a, a comment later in the day where they said yes it was the intern uh, who did it? Confused and amused, uh, amusement rather. Confusion and amusement rather. Overtook Twitter on Thursday and Friday when HBO Max sent a bizarre email to its subscribers. Subscribers received the email on Thursday with the subject line "Integration Test Email Number One," and the body of the email only containing one sentence: "Quote: This template is used by integration tests only." So all the jokes about 
Oh, I can't wait for season two of Integration Test Email <laughs> 1. Uh, I'm going to wait and binge Integration Test. Uh. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and rip through that. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it, uh, it, it took off. Uh, users immediately turned to Twitter to voice their concerns, many creating memes saying that it should be the next show that HBO is airing. Uh, I'm not going to read these tweets because that's dumb. Um, let's see. Okay. Director James Gunn tweeted that he hoped the integration's email, quote, is somehow the first step in extremely clever viral marketing for Peacemaker, his upcoming show. Ha. I didn't know that was his. Did I didn't know? know that either, but uh, I had no idea Peacemaker was his. Monica Lewinsky, uh, who 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 uh, famously was an intern, yeah, replied on Twitter, "Dear intern, it gets better. P.S. <laughs> don't wear a beret for a while, okay?" <laughs> That's awesome. So hold on this this Peacemaker series is about that character DC character, right? Uh, oh, is it really? Yeah, from. Uh, Oh yes, no. John Cena. It's he's oh he's and he's in the show. Okay, so there's this. I guess he's doing like a, this. This is almost Disney Plus in its nature. Um, they're yeah. doing a a Peacemaker spinoff television show on HBO Max based on the character from Suicide Squad. Oh, very cool. With John Cena in the main role as Peacemaker. So nice. Starts in 2022, according to this. Yeah. I guess so we'll, it's going to be a while. Yeah, but um, hold your breath. Everybody. I think we get Titans season three before that. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Which they just put out a thing, uh, some images for, and that looks good. They did, yeah. Titans good. Uh, F Batman, they say on there. Yes, they say that. Yeah, they're into that. Um, anyway, uh, don't. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, so that's that. <laughs> so good on you hbo max intern yeah it's just so easy to blame the intern it though. really like, is anything right? yeah anything you do wrong you can just say oh sorry that was from an intern i accidentally sent out a kickstarter update that wasn't meant to go out or whatever whether yeah. you have an intern or or not mm. so easy to blame my guess is it was someone in the not it's not like a social media department type you know right. entry level right. or whatever it's somebody in engineering somebody ac- who has access to their huge blowout email systems mm-hmm. like i don't know why they would have done this like what yeah. what template lets you hit send before you're done like i don't know that seems crazy to me but yeah wasn't it an intern that uh set up a press conference at the four seasons uh landscaping and uh <laughs> Yeah, you know the one next to the dildo shop. Yeah, the one by the dildo yeah. shop. You know, good yeah. good old fashioned Americana down that street. Right. Um, all right. Moving on. Oh yeah, they always blame it. They, you're right. Remember that thing? Um, yeah. I mean, sorry to keep bringing up these uh, these GOP people, but uh, Ted Cruz that time he liked the mm-hmm. the porn like image, the porn, uh-huh. the porn video, and then said it was his intern that did it. Uh, same same deal. I, I think anytime someone blames it on the intern, we should be suspicious that it wasn't actually the intern. I think so, too. Exactly. The Exxon Valdez. Oh, sorry. I let my intern uh, drive the, the boat for a little while. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. I'd rather somebody like him just come out and go, I'm into porn. That's my... That's my... That's <laughs> your Ted Cruz? That's my Ted Cruz. I'm really into porn, especially stepdaughter, stepmom porn. And uh, that's what that <laughs> video was. And I really like it. America the Beautiful. Anyway, something like that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Here's your next story about a donkey, and uh, I try to try to get these on the show anytime we can have a discussion sure. about a donkey. I don't know why. Uh, just I like donkeys. Always good to have some donkey uh, uh, news. I agree. In the news. Yeah, we. 
<laughs> it feels like a, a band name. Donkey on the Run is the name. Is Donkey the, on the Run. Yeah. 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 The new the new song by Sweet. Sweet. Donkey on the Run. There you go. Um and okay, so here's the here's the headline. Donkey on the Run in the same town that dealt with a runaway steer. Boy, these people just can't mm. catch a break. It's the same Rhode Island or, town. Or or cattle. Or cattle. <laughs> That's what they can't catch. There you go. Nice. Uh, the same Rhode Island town that had to deal with a runaway steer earlier this year is now investigating reports of a donkey on the loose. The donkey was first spotted on Johnston about 7 p.m. Sunday on the town line with Skituate. Skituate, sure. What a weird town name. That is. Where could you, be where, could be a silent C, could be Situate, but that seems even weirder. Yeah, where y'all live, Skituate. Yeah, How many Skituate. People? There's like three of us. Um, it was reported again at about 8.30 p.m. when the police arrived at the scene. He was gone. Well, those donkeys, like a freaking stealth ninja. Um, let's see. Here we go again, says Mayor Joseph Paul Asina. Uh, he told the radio show on Monday. Says he was concerned that the donkey might cause a car crash. No one has reported a missing donkey, but Paul Asina uh, noted that there are several farms in the area. Animal control uh, will patrol the area until they find the damn thing. It's a 1,500-pound, for our European listeners, Oh, no, this is the this is the steer they're talking about here. Oh, this is the steer. Oh, okay, fifteen hundred pound steer or six hundred and eighty kilograms. Okay, that's space points for for measuring. There you go. Uh, escaped on its way to a slaughterhouse and spent nearly two months on the lamb in Johnston until it was captured in late March. I don't know if they still ate him. They still slaughtered him. <laughs> Sure. Would you still? Hey, it was you a just, little, probably a little. Well, yeah. I mean, a little gamey. <laughs> a little gamey. <laughs> just from hanging out, and not doing much. Just from just from getting more exercise than a than a steer usually gets. So could they just play some Smash Mouth somewhere in town, and uh, and Donkey will yeah. just make his way over there? Yeah, kick the door open and go. Somebody wants to write when he kicks the door. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's my memory of Shrek. Nick or uh, Van all is all I, into all Shrek now. I can't. He, he sat through Shrek. For the first time, normally he's a little wiggly during a movie, whatever, some Disney thing. Yeah, he sits down to watch Shrek on a fluke. Taylor's just like, "I'll show him Shrek. Why not?" Mm-hmm. He sits there and doesn't budge. Wow! Barely blinks. Watches the entire hour and a half. <laughs> it ends, and he cries because it's not still going. I don't know what that even oh, means. My gosh. What does that even mean? He doesn't understand what's going on on that screen. He doesn't get it. Well. If he's sad that uh, that Shrek one is is done, then give him Shrek two and Shrek three, and he'll really be sad. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't think I ever saw a Shrek sequel. I think I've only seen the first one. Oh, really? Yeah. Are they any good, or are they just it follows the it follows the trope, right? So Shrek two is uh, adventures with the romantic partner that's introduced in Shrek one, and then Shrek three is all about the baby. Mm. So when do you get the cat? The uh, Puss in Boots, I think, is in two. Is that a separate thing, or it, it's not its own thing, right? Or was it? Spun it up? was. It was its own. It was introduced in Shrek two, and then uh, then he got his own movie, kind of like the Minions. Ironheart, Iron despicable the, me. Ironheart in the chat says two is good, three is bad, four is good. That was a Shrek four. Was it called Shrek Forever or Shrek? Uh, Shrek was Beyond. The, was the E? <laughs> was the E a four? <laughs> okay, there was a Shrek four. Really. Was there oh Shrek Forever After? Yeah, there oh, we go. So it really did have a four in the name. I thought it was a uh, yeah Forever After. Yeah, um, I'm looking real quick here to see how that did. Shrek Forever After performed well at the box office, but only achieved a 58% Rotten Tomatoes average rating. 
Uh, whereas that same year, Horton Ear Here's a Who received an 80%. Well, all right then. It's, you know, it's hey, these problem. movies did well enough to probably put Mike Myers into a really nice house. Yeah, uh, probably, that alone. Of all the right? things he's done, this is probably the thing that, that really oh, loaded yeah. his bank account, right? Yeah, really padded it out. Made More it so, so than, he, uh, he didn't Wayne's have to do World shit. Or... But he spent it all because now he's doing like uh, Uber Eats ads with uh, uh, Dana, <laughs> Dana Carvey. Carvey. Yeah. Looking, yeah. looking like old wax candles, those two. I don't know what to think of it. <laughs> Swing, swing. He can't swing very hard anymore. No. Swing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I love seeing them together like that, but I do too. But know, yeah, they're old. Give so us more of that uh, crazy gong show thing that he did with his weird British uh, mm. alter ego fake character. That, that you know, he did a great job with that. You knew it was Mike Myers, but there were times that you kind of forgot it was Mike Myers. And that's you know? not going on anymore. They're done with that. No, they're done with that. It was a year. Yeah, 2017 to 2018. Yeah, it's a bummer because, I mean, Will Arnett was on there. Jerry Seinfeld, I think, was on one episode as a judge. Well, they should bring that back. That was great. The equivalent to J.P. Morgan and uh, Jamie Farr. (laughs) I love how long it went where people weren't sure it was him. That was was my Mm. favorite bit because early on it was like people are like. Right, when they were doing promo videos and stuff, they did a great job of keeping all that under wraps. All right, well, there you have it. What? Dana Carvey's brother invented video toaster? Larry Kenobi in the chat says, is that true? <laughs> is that true? <laughs> Hold on. Video toaster. We're going to find out if this is true on the Wikipedia article for video All toaster, right. which I used yeah. a bunch back in the day. Okay. I don't think I know what video toaster is. Is that just like a ripping video software? Or oh, something? no. It was like, um, I mean, you could do like character animation and... Oh, oh, I don't even know. I don't even know right, what to software, compare it yeah. to. It was like a really cool thing, and it was on Macs and PCs back in the day. Okay, that sounds familiar. Um, I want to know who invented the uh, the DVD logo that bounces from corner to you know bounces around from side to side of the uh, yeah the DVD. Uh, that guy never gets enough credit, you know. Really doesn't. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, cottage industry, not unlike the success of the Macintosh desktop publishing system. Let's see. I mean, basically, this is like video toaster was would, would precede like home, you know, computer editing would precede like things like TriCaster, you know, like mm-hmm. you could do live stuff with video toaster for like TV stations and stuff. I'm trying to see this, the Carvey part. Hold on. Carvey part. Yeah, I don't see anything here about. Oh, it could do. be like a. It uh, is Brad Carvey. Holy shit. Brad Carvey. There we go. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> it looks like his brother, but not him. <laughs> it looks like his brother dressed up as another guy. Yeah. He was um he was an extra in uh, Wayne's World 2 and wore a t-shirt that said uh it was a video toaster test pattern on it. Okay, that's great. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's great. That's right, freaking that's, great. That's cool. Your your yeah. nerd brother is a video that's great. All right. Well, thanks for that. That was an awesome little bit of trivia there. Yeah, it was Amiga, right? The Amiga had it. That was where it started. I want to say. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I want to say. Yeah, I always forget about places, the Amiga. But... Like it was a. The only thing I ever did on an Amiga was uh, play Zork. I guess it must have been the first Zork at um, my former roommate's house when we'd go there for to stay there for a weekend. Mm. Be like, all right, you know, 
his girlfriend comes over. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go play Zork. You guys go uh, canoodle in the corner. Yeah, you go. You go uh, <clears throat> test your. Go your do, birth do whatever control. you're yeah. gonna do. Yeah. Test your test your diaphragm. See how it goes. Oh, jeez. Yeah, well, and Brian will be over here taking the North Road to pick up the sword and enter the kingdom. <laughs> um, yeah, Zor- I remember my, my use case for Amiga was very low. I didn't have, I think I may have played a couple of games on some, like you, like some friends had one or something, uh-huh. but it was never in my, in our wheelhouse, uh, either growing up or later. I guess it would have been late 80s, early 90s. We had a Commodore 64, which preceded all that. Uh, my, yep. my, I'm a little fuzzy on the history, but anyway, Amiga had Amiga had potential. They could have gone on to be like the biggest, coolest brand of all time and still be here today, yeah. and they'd be making phones or some shit. But they, I don't know what happened there. Uh, all right, here's a story for you. Okay, lay it on me. A digital art. Oh, this is great because it has pictures. So chat room, good news. We have pictures. You guys, <laughs> you guys like pictures. Um, this is pretty cool. A digital artist reinvented the Mona Lisa, and it's pretty cool, but a little creepy, maybe. Um, so the idea is like, hey, what if I drew the Mona Lisa today, and you know, with digital tools and sort of, you know, kind of tried to keep the spirit of the thing, but right. redo it the way I would paint this lady if I saw her or knew her or whatever, and uh, and that's the result. Um, let's see. Digital artists created a series of works that use hyper-technical neural networks to bring well-known faces uh, hurtling into the modern world. So, uh, Mona Lisa, for example. Um, what would they look like if they were around now? Here's the guy. Dennis, sorry, Denise Shreyev used his technical skills from top-level digital art software to upscale old pictures and video and turn his attention to portraits of old. And you can see this uh, summary of his uh, stuff in this little video here. But I don't know. I think uh, Mona Lisa pretty cute. She is hubba yeah. hubba. Yeah, I'd go out. I'd go out with her. You know, I mean, not now. Married, but oh, look at this! He did, <laughs> he did the old uh, the old fart couple with the pitchfork. Um, American. Oh, uh, really? The American Gothic. Gothic yeah. yeah. They just... Oh, there's the girl with the pearl earring. That one does not look as good. There's some weirdness going on with the uh, the bandana or her her scarf head scarf just kind of blending into her forehead. Yeah, that seems bad. It's a skin condition. Uh, this guy's kind of cool. This uh, the Rembrandt uh, Night's Watch guy. The, the dude uh, who I think was um, Grant Wood's dentist. It was like his dentist and his sister or something. The post for American Gothic. the The dude looks great. The woman definitely looks like CGI. Oh, she looks horrendous in this. That's bad. Yeah, the dude's fine. She looks like uh, Lawnmower Man CGI. Yeah, it's bad. I will say yeah. though. So American Gothic has a is a famous painting and it really is famous yes yes to me it's so it's so depressing like they're just like i'm living in this house i'm never moving anywhere the government will have to come take it from me i got this pitchfork and my wife's looking all pissed like it's just the most pissed off angry looking grumpy ass painting and i guess that's the point oh it's a brother and sister is it American well, one uh, jc calhoun says father and daughter uh taxi cab (laughs) says brother and sister really um, I thought it was so. It's definitely his dentist, right? It's uh, figures were Wood sister Nan Woodgram and their dentist Byron McKeeby. So there's no, they are not relations. Doctor McKeeby, Doctor McKeeby. Hey, Doctor McKeeby, do you mind posing with a pitchfork uh, while I paint you for a little while? Stand here next to my sister. Well, after you come in for your cleaning, I'll take care of that. That'd be fine, says Doctor. Like the 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 um. 
the the painting is to represent a father and a daughter, but they're not really father and daughter. So that that is supposed to be representing a father daughter, though. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I always thought they're a couple, like married. They look like they'd be right around the same age, don't they? Kind of. But then in the new one, he definitely made he went younger with the daughter and older with the man. So yeah. maybe I've just yeah. read that wrong all these years. I don't know. I like that painting though. Like yeah. whatever, I I'd hang it. I'd put it on my wall. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I just like how many times it's been parodied. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. When are we going to get a, a, a neural network version of Whistler's mother? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, how about Birth of Venus? Let's just get that one. Yeah, or David's penis. Just kidding. <laughs> Is that what that one's called? Well, what's that the called? The Birth of Venus or David's penis? One of the two. <laughs> What am I thinking of? Well, the statue of David is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Where he's got the little, uh, got the little leaf or whatever covering his ding dong, or does he have anything? Doesn't on have, it? No, he has nothing. What am I thinking of? You're thinking oh, of uh, the the touching God's finger thing where Adam's got the little. Oh yeah, right. The birth of man, and it might even be called? a wiener. Not but the it's birth like of a, man. The it's effed up. It's birth of what is that called? The origination of man? No, the the something of man. The something Sistine man. Chapel. The tiny the, shrunken penis of man. The um, tiny fig leaf of man. <laughs> a scent? A scent? A scent of man? Is that right? I don't know. I used to know all this. I took multiple art history I courses. Know. I know. Every every year, every uh, semester, I had to take a art history class, and I've forgotten everything. Yeah, same. I mean, I have kind of like a general, like a way broader appreciation across the board, but I don't remember details Mm -hmm. about that stuff. Let's see. Um, I used to love that. Maybe it doesn't have a name. It's just, uh, oh, the creation of Adam is what it's called. Oh, the creation of Adam. Well, where'd you get a scent from? (laughs) Ikor says, a scent of man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sure. Uh, All right. That's a... If they ever did a remake of Scent of a Woman, but called it Scent of Man and replaced yeah. all the characters that were male to female and all the females to male, who would you uh-huh. put in the role of um, Al Pacino Al character? Pacino, yeah. Who would you uh, Jane Lynch. Oh, that's pretty good. You didn't even <laughs> hesitate. No, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's pretty good. If I was a <laughs> half the woman I used to be, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. Who are? <laughs> change who they just have them talk right. like they normally no, do. you just keep everything right you just keep the oh that's good you know what movie i thought was rife for a remake really uh, just a comic book that is rife for a brand new adaptation it's been long enough what's that is a uh, rocketeer we need a new oh i agree rocketeer film yeah, i agree that was a cool movie for its time they could really kick it out of this, the cheese this Disney time. Plus, right? Or Disney owns it, don't they? I think so. That, I think uh, that's them. I think it's a Marvel deal. Disney Plus series, The Rocketeer. Make it happen. Who owns The Rocketeer? I think it is Disney, and if it is, they have no excuse. Uh, hold on. It was created by Pacific Comics at the time, but who Dave owns it Stevens, now? Dave Stevens, right? Who owns this now? Uh, oh, yeah. Walt Disney. There it is. Well, yeah, Walt Disney we made go. the movie. It doesn't say whether they own the rights, though. Yeah, they may not own the rights, but but yeah, they yeah. definitely did the first movie. So, oh, IDW currently too close to Iron Man. No, it's like no, kind not of even the opposite. Yeah. yeah, it's more like it's Steve. a dude who's not technologically inclined. Yeah, <laughs> plus it's kind of like um, I don't know. It's almost steampunk in a weird way. It's awesome. Yeah, Rocketeer yeah, is be, cool. This would be a great like it would be a great time to 
to resurface that. Oh, doorbell ringing. All right. Oh, okay, uh, Brian's getting the door. Be right back. Be right back with Brian. Brian Ibbett's tales of uh, dude, what's going to do his sprinklers. I'm going to pause the audio portion of the show. Okay. How'd it go? <clears throat> Everything good? You're uh, Good. He's uh, about to start ripping up the lawn. And, um, oh, I'm watching him right now. There he goes. He's got a big old flat-headed shovel. He's ripping up the lawn. Oh, he's doing it the old way. It's not like some kind of big machinery or anything. He's just... Uh... Yeah. And here's the problem. It's like, I got to figure out um, the best way to give him control of the sprinklers because I have a ratio system that controls everything, right? Mm-hmm. And it's out here on my phone. Yeah. Uh, he probably doesn't know how to use this thing. No. The, the app. No. So. No. He's kind of an, uh, kind of an old man. He's, he does it the old way, Brian. It's the old exactly. ways. Yes. All right. Uh, we're so going to take a break. Up, so, yeah. Uh, when we come back, we'll uh, we'll check on him, and we'll also talk to our good pal, <laughs> Justin Robert Young. He's going to help us make sense of that mayoral uh, situation in New York, because I don't understand how it works. Okay. And uh, I just think I would like to see, what's his name? Chang. Dave, Dave, Ri- David Chang. Richard Chang. Yang? Are you talking about Yang? Yang. Yang. Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang? Yeah. I want to see him win... Because uh, I think he's great. Jerry can't come soon enough, can he? <laughs> <laughs> he can even help me with the name. Um, anyway, that's all coming up in a minute. Before that, though, song selections from the vast library of Brian Ibbett. Yeah, this is great. This is a uh, uh, a project from indie singer-songwriter Noah Dickey of the Las Vegas duo Coast West Unrest. Um, and then another guy, uh, James McAllister, who's worked with Sufjan Stevens, The National, and Taylor Swift. They got a debut collaborative album. They worked together on Reclaim Records, big thanks to Reclaim Records and to um, Corey Council for sending this over. The brand new album is called Somewhere Right Now. Um, this is the first single from the album. It is called Clap Clap. Uh, this has kind of a Beck older Beck vibe oh. to it, I think. Mm. Um, you guys have to let me know what you think. Here is the band The Tell from their brand new album, Somewhere Right Now, and a song called Clap Clap. Well, it makes me want to get a devil's haircut. Here it comes. We'll be back in a moment. <laughs> Stay tuned. Fake crown can't help but notice that the earth is a 
I don't drink water. Why? Because fish has sex in it. But now you have special help. Sit down and listen, punk. This is the morning stream. And we're back. Uh, that song again. That song again. That is the brand new album from The Tell. Uh, the song is called Clap Clap. The new album is called Somewhere Right Now. If I was a doctor and I had a room full of patients, I'd go clap clap. Uh, syphilis. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, uh, penicillin. Who penicillin, needs it? Who's got clap clap? Clap clap. clap, clap. Uh, clap, anyway, clap, 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 clap. Very nice. How's a uh, quick status update? How's the dick going there with uh, Grandpa he, Joe? Uh, he walked across the street to get his tool, another tool. He is, oh, he's about to ring my doorbell. I can tell he's is he? up things. Oh. Go ahead and bring Jury in. All I'll right. be right back. Jury's incoming. He's struck gold out there. Who knows what he found, but we'll find out shortly when he comes back and lets us know. In the meantime, listen to this. These are their stories. Oh, I'm terrible with names. Joining us on the line right now is one Justin Robert Young, who is in a room I don't recognize. Justin, welcome back to the show. Where the heck are you? I'm in New York City. I'm what? In Island City. I didn't Queens, know. Yeah. I had no idea you were going to be in New York talking about New York. That's a mind blower. Uh, Whoa. I spent, uh, yeah, spent the last day on, on, on the campaign trail with a few of the candidates. Wow. I had no idea. Like when you texted me yesterday... You probably knew that, that I would get all freaked out today, knowing that you were not there. But that's that's amazing. That's so cool. No, to be honest, my brain was melted from camp, from walking around hot-ass <laughs> New York City. So you just asked me what I wanted to talk about, and I said, this thing I've been doing. That's hilarious. You you probably passed my uh, sister-in-law, Sarah, and her husband. Well, you probably didn't, because it's a huge city, but they happen to be there. I'm sure, time, so. yeah. You know, it's so easy to bump into people here. You know, you're just uh, constantly running into them. That's too funny, though, that you guys are there at the same time. Oh, well, all right, that's cool, because now I'm even more Is interested. he covering the mayor's race now? No, he's there for a work thing and then slight sort of vacation at the same time, so they're just hanging out. But, uh, when, I mean, I guess I know so little about this particular election. Are they, when is this happening? Like, when's the vote? Literally today. Oh, my today gosh. Is primary election day uh, here in New York City, both Republicans and Democrats, although the Republican race is fairly, uh, I mean, consequentially non-existent. It's uh, Curtis Sliwa, the uh, organizer of the Guardian Angels, for anybody who remembers back uh, that back in the 80s, and uh, a guy named Matteo. Uh, uh, Matteo was likely to win. He's got uh, uh, the money, although uh, Sliwa was endorsed by Rudy Giuliani yesterday and what I could only imagine was a very uh, crazy uh, a rally. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, either of those two are going to get run over by the Democratic candidates. And that is really where all the energy is right now. So who's Andrew Yang's in the mix? Is he anywhere near the chat room was talking earlier about how he's like fourth in the polls or something. I thought he was doing better than that. So sh- shows what I, uh, he was, he was, uh, he was actually the prohibitive front runner for, uh, the first few months of this race. And as of the most recent Ipsos poll that came out yesterday, he is second. Now he is second to Eric Adams by about an eight point margin. But what, is kind of unknown in this race are a few things. Number one, this is the first ranked choice voting Mm. uh, election that is going to happen. That is, you know, this is probably among the more high profile 
uh, in terms of money spent and uh, uh, media coverage of it, ranked choice voting elections ever mm. in in American history. Yeah, uh, you know, New York City and specifically the Democratic primary is obviously something that a lot of people pay attention to. Uh, but uh, yeah, the front runners are in this order uh, according to the new Ipsos poll. The uh, front runner Eric Adams, former cop, current Brooklyn Borough president, Andrew Yang, obviously an outsider. Uh, Catherine Garcia, who is a former sanitation uh, head here in New York City, mm-hmm. and then Maya Wiley, who's pretty much the uh, uh, progressive champion right now. Okay, and this I'm looking at Eric Adams right now, former police officer. Uh, yeah, uh, seems to have a lot of experience, sort of like uh, with you know, if, if you're a voter, you're probably looking at him going, "Oh yeah, he knows what it's like on the ground." Like he's not just, you know, he's not some. Well, that's 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 the big question in this election is yeah. uh, based on the polling. The thing that New Yorkers seem to care the most about, or at least the New Yorkers that were polled, is public safety. Crime is up. Murders are up. Shootings are up here and they as they are in a lot of places uh, through the pandemic and now even into the recovery. That means if it's a public safety election, and again, politics is sometimes just this simple, what do people care the most about? Which candidate has made themselves the the biggest uh, to be able to solve it? And so in a public safety election, sometimes it's hard to beat the cop. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I, <clears throat> seems like he's maybe got this one locked. But I th- So in Andrew Yang's case, sorry, yeah. I, I don't mean to be such a I don't I'm just a dummy about it. I always liked what he would say in like the Democratic primary times, you know, when they were all debating. And I kind of like some of his ideas and I like where he comes from. And I don't know, there's just something about that guy that appealed to me just as a, you know, a side watcher of those those events back when, you know, the Democrats were fighting over who was going to run. Yeah. Is he like, does he live in New York? Is he do you have to live in New York to do this? Do you uh, like? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, you, 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 you do have to live in New York. And yes, Andrew Yang does live in New York, okay. although he got really beat up by Eric Adams for uh, spending a lot of time during the pandemic at his home in New Pulse, which is just outside of New York, uh, and then moving down to Georgia for a brief period of time to help campaign for Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff during that Senate runoff in January. Now, Eric Adams, on the other hand, has faced his own controversy of where he lives as it became apparent that he might live in new jersey (laughs) he said that he has slept at his office throughout the pandemic in brooklyn and that he also owns an apartment in park slope uh they went to go look at the apartment he invited when this controversy broke eric adams invited the press into his apartment uh when it became fairly obvious that uh it was his son's apartment including the fact that there was his son's shoes and clothes all over the place mm-hmm. and eric adams is a famous vegan and the and, and the fridge did not have vegan food <laughs> in it he also once said in one of the mayoral debates that the one thing he couldn't live without was bubble baths and that apartment only has a stall shower oh wow yeah, you maybe don't want to be famous for that, and then show him a shower that uh, or the thing that doesn't have a tub. And you can't take a bubble bath. Yeah, you can't sleep. You, you can't can, bath like, put that. saran wrap around it and fill the whole thing, <laughs> but that would be pretty difficult. Yeah, I think. it would be. So that's interesting, um, and once again reminds me that everyone's sort of full of shit. Uh, who's in this race? Uh, who have you since you've been hanging out with some of the campaigns? Uh, 
Who do you think is yeah. the least full of shit? And who should New Yorkers rush out to vote for today on vote day today? Well, remember, it is ranked choice voting. So you get to vote for as uh, up to five candidates. Oh, and that has right. kind of led to a lot of questions about exactly how people want to rank, how many you want to rank. You don't have to rank five. You can only vote one if you want. Right. Uh, and what the strategy is to it. I was speaking with a friend of mine last night who is like a true blue progressive and showed me who she was like texting back and forth with a friend of hers she should vote for. And it was like one through five, every progressive candidate that's running. And so we went back and forth on like, all right, well, if you want to do that, then that is definitely going to benefit all those progressives because they will show that like, okay, well, you got X amount of first place votes, X amount of second place votes, X amount of third place votes. But if there is a candidate that you really don't want to be in there, like, let's say you are for Maya Wiley, who is the big progressive, but you really don't like Eric Adams. You think Eric Adams would be terrible. Yeah. Uh, so and so it's like all right the the, the other uh, argument is that you start kind of ranking dog food and the brands by which you would like to eat them uh of, of least right mm-hmm. and so you would deny eric adams any kind of vote which you probably would anyway if you were progressive but you rank yang second or you rank uh catherine garcia third because you would rather see them get the votes than Eric Adams, or you'd rather see a candidate that's not Eric Adams eventually get the uh, eventually get the, the 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 nomination. So outside of California and Texas, with with governor stories, when there's switchovers there, I feel like New York City, and spe- specifically the city, and a mayor a mayor contest, nobody gets the kind of airtime that it does. So I guess, you know, it's America's yeah. city. It's everyone thinks of New York when you think of America, I guess. I, don't, I mean, I don't know how that works, but it's interesting, right? Because I don't, you never hear about Kansas City just got a, like no one cares, but they care about New York. Why do we care about New York so much? What do you think the fascination is? Is it just simply that it's New York or is there more to it? Because since the invention of the television and radio, the biggest television and radio stations are based here. <laughs> you know, when you, when you look at your nightly news, Everybody lives in New York City. When you look at your 24-hour cable channels, these are studios and talent that are based in New York City. So, uh, of course, the the media has a New York City bias in the same way that political media has the Washington, D.C. bias. It's not that the Washington Nationals, per se, are a very important franchise, but in politics, when they do well, you hear about it a lot through the political media, such as the same thing when it comes to New York and, and, and the mayoral's race. But let me tell you this. If nobody who is listening to my voice gives a rat's ass about who the new inhabitant of Gracie Mansion will be this November, (laughs) then you have something in common with almost every New Yorker that I have met while I am here. Because this race, while it has had an outsized uh, footprint in political media, starved for any kind of election or controversy coming off a a sort of nonstop uh, uh, political uh, uh, crucible over the last six years... The, the the vibe here is very, 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 very minimal. Uh, uh, I don't think I have seen, if I have, it has been peripheral. I haven't noticed it. Anybody wearing a T-shirt or a hat or a button that uh, is for any of these candidates, if they're not working for them. I have seen precious few signs in windows and stuff like that. So to compare this even to... Uh, you know, let's say like like the the New Hampshire caucus or the Iowa caucus or even what was happening in in Georgia, 
in in January. It's like night and day. People in the city here, I think, are very, very, very excited for the city to be opening up. I think they, they were excited to not care about politics for a little bit. And since this is a heavily, heavily, heavily democratic city, I think that they're just like, eh, whatever. There's there's a lot of people that are that are very tuned on to this, but uh, I think that's another factor in finding out exactly who wins because I do think this is going to be a low turnout election. It feels a little bit like uh, people in North Vegas and asking them how they feel about the strip. They don't care. They live there. They don't care. Like it's it's kind of like a, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like well, a, yeah, I I think it's it's. It, in another world, I, I do think that this would be a race that would attract attention because you do have flashy candidates. Andrew Yang is somebody that draws a national media spotlight. He was a big CNN talking head for a while, so a lot of people know him. He's got a gigantic name recognition. Eric Adams is somebody that is a very capable politician, but is somebody that also is, you know, a, a, a bit of a prickly pear. He's got kind of one counterpunch when anybody criticizes him, which is that you're racist, uh, which he has stuck to his guns, even when he's calling Andrew Yang racist. Mm. Uh, so it is, it is, it is you know, there are a lot of characters in this race. I, I will say, so yesterday I, I saw Yang, Garcia, and Wiley. Uh, I, I was, I, I personally found Garcia to be somebody that was, uh, you know, a, a little bit more, uh, you know, a, a human, mostly because she was doing the most humbling retail thing that ever happens in politics. So imagine this. Imagine you have decided for the last six months yeah. that you were going to dedicate your life and turn your family's life upside down so you can say, I should be in charge of damn near nine million people in America's largest city. Yeah. And then 24 hours before the polls open, you're handing out flyers on the street like you are trying to solicit a, a strip club in Las Vegas. Like, and you are trying to hand people flyers and they just like are like, nah. Oh, man. And like, so like the, the, the gulf between the self-confidence that it takes to say, yes, I am the savior of nine million people to please take my flyer. Remember to rank Garcia number one tomorrow. Mm. Uh, have you found your polling location? is is just insane it was actually very very interesting to watch in person yesterday and you're gonna hear it on the episode of politics 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 that comes out tonight awesome so do check that out also i noticed a third episode of world's greatest con happened uh this week you want to say anything about that it did fired up it did it did in the flesh the third of uh of our our world's greatest con series which has had an amazing Amazing, amazing reaction. Thank you to everybody uh, uh, in, in the Frog Pants community, the Tad Pool, for uh, coming out and, and supporting that. We were we were up ahead of uh, Dan Carlin for most of the week last week. We're still in the, in, in, in the top 20 of all history podcasts. Uh, it's the top 200 of all podcasts on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you have not listened to it, now is a great time to get into it. One week before the, the, the big finale, you've got three episodes that you can binge and uh i gotta say this was this was a very specific challenge for me as a producer working with brian uh because we were coming off a very emotional episode in episode two where brian was talking about um you know the loss of his brother in in a way that was very very vulnerable and uh i think extraordinarily touching based on the feedback that we've got it seems like people agree but this episode focuses all on uh, uh, the 
plan, the, the, this is about Operation Mincemeat, a plan by British intelligence to try to fool Hitler by washing a corpse ashore in Spain uh, loaded with misinformation and presuming that the Nazi intelligence will take it to be genuine. So in the second episode, our, our heroes write a plan. And in episode three, they've got to figure out how to make it real, <laughs> which you can write a story about a, uh, a a fallen war hero that's a different story than getting a discarded corpse and making sure that it goes from London to the coast of Spain. It is a bit of a gross episode. Uh, I will say that I would not recommend you listen to it while you are eating uh, uh, things, but uh, uh, we do not spare any of the dirty details and uh, uh from from my point of view uh, from the production standpoint i i very much wanted to to bring you in to moments like when they realize as they are dressing this corpse uh that they have no idea how to get his frozen foot into a boot without it breaking off and so they decide <laughs> that they need to thaw it before they put it in there oh, so uh well wow. You can, um, yeah, uh, 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 I would highly encourage everybody to listen to it. This was a, a real uh, a challenge, a fun challenge to put together from a production standpoint. Brian is great as always, and we had a, a great writer help us out on this one, Meryl Barr. That's awesome. So go check it out, you guys. Uh, it's in full bloom, three episodes in. Go binge it if you haven't started it. And, uh, of course, the Politics, Politics, Politics podcast, which will cover a lot of what you're doing this week. Sounds like you are full of the jury politics and uh, energy this week and that's fantastic Justin, oh yeah oh yeah no it was a it was a great 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 uh day yesterday i love being out on on the trail seeing everybody seeing all the volunteers and uh uh you know aside from my brain turning to pudding sitting outside in in the heat listening to maya wiley's two-hour uh event i was uh, i was thrilled <laughs> awesome uh take it easy try to not get shot or robbed while you're there bye now all right <laughs> Not that everybody gets. Okay, so Brian, update. Old man yes. uh, McGillicuddy still uh, digging into the ground there and doing his thing. What's going on? Uh, he's done. He uh, He's done because he found uh, more. He basically found what I told him was the problem and found more than he was expecting. So it's like, oh, I'm going to have to make an appointment. And I, I you know, did one of those Chandler <laughs> gestures. <laughs> oh, I hate stuff uh, like this. So, I hate sprinkler shit it drives me crazy i do too yeah so <clears throat> but he found where the he found where the leak was he's like oh yeah i can fix this in uh, you know time at all go ahead and hit the button and turn it off I'm like well this is where the other problem is that i'll hit stop it won't turn off um oh uh and uh um uh, he's got to go into the the manifold to one of the valves and turn it turn it off there oh uh, yeah the old manifold man don't want to go right, in there. Exactly. Stay out of the manifolds, what I always say. Right, right. All right. Uh, hey. Oh, I forgot to play this. Hold on. The jury will now retire. Gosh dang it. <laughs> Keep forgetting. All right, some quick uh, uh, reminders here. Uh, a couple things. This week's play date, Friday, 2 p.m., Mountain Time, uh, right here at frogpants.tv. Come play with us live. Probably a bunch of Jackbox stuff, if I had to guess. So uh, come check it out. We might play yeah. that other uh, that movie game as well. That's what awesome. What the dub? What yep, the dub? Enjoy that. So uh, that's this Friday, 2 p.m., for patrons and non-patrons alike. Uh, patrons get in first, but there's always a chance some of the non-patrons can play, too. You never know. <laughs> you never know. So that's Tuesday, this week, and Friday, uh, for all of that. And then um, 
Yeah, be here for Brian's pr- uh, before the carb load. I don't know why that's interesting yes. to me, but we'll get to see you before you eat a bunch of spaghetti. Yeah, we'll see how exciting that is. Yeah. Um, I'm still... So um, one of the things that I need to do today is get this iPhone here in my hands yeah. set up. It says, hello, oh, hello. hola. Oh, this anyway. is going to be the one for the ride. Uh, this is the one that's going to be mounted on my chest and hooked into Discord. Was I'm it a have six two, or something? A six, a five? What is that thing? As uh, like old guard. I think it's a six. Okay. iPhone six. All right. That's SE. Square iPhone edges? SE. Okay. Anyway. Um, so that one will be um, another Discord channel, just video, no audio or anything like that. And um, and then I'll all be in Discord in a separate channel with my AirShock so that I can be talking to everybody while I'm writing. Oh, um, nice. Can they can I'm people see to make the, this whole thing work. Can people see the can they view and hear at the same how do you do that with two channels? Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can I'm gonna see if I can just put set up Twitch here before I leave in the morning. I don't know. Hmm. It's gonna be um, interesting. Yeah. It might just be a tadpole it might just be a tadpole thing because it'll just it'll be here in Discord in the um on the Frog Pants uh, Discord server. Oh, fun. Because well, we've got that empty it. channel there, that, uh, not empty channel, but Frog Pants Central. So we've got the, um, what is the one that they always use? Oh, um, Li- not live that? audio. No, we're, we're, uh, TMS voice chat, I uh, voice think is chat. where, yeah, everyone like hangs out. Yeah. Well, uh, it'll be it'll be a fun technical marvel to watch your crotch cam. Uh, no, <laughs> that one there won't oh, be a crotch cam. Dang that it. I can promise you. Yes, oh, I was really hoping the camera would be mounted on the head, the channel bars, but then aimed at your crotch the whole time. <laughs> to just you know, yeah, I know, I know you're hoping, but uh, Joc- jostling old Jimmy back and forth. You know, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Sorry, ladies, and a few right. men, and a few men. All right, um, let's uh, get out of here. Big thanks to everybody for supporting the show. Without your support, there is no show. So continue to do so if you can. And if you can't, we understand, but we'd love it if you could. Patreon.com slash TMS is the place. Everything else at frogpants.com slash TMS. And send us those emails, themorningstream at gmail.com. That's it for the show. We'll now leave. But before we leave, a song. Yes, uh, Joshua wrote in and said, My best friend is turning 36 on June 22nd, and this man is crazy for Umphreys McGee. Anytime they tour within four hours driving distance from Toledo, Ohio, he buys tickets. I think he's seen them perform over 40 times. I want to give him a shout out on his birthday for being such an amazing friend or for being there for me. He watches the show live pretty much every day under the name MF Soup. Whoa. <laughs> Love the show, though. Okay. Um, well, hello, MF now, Soup, if you're listening or watching or wherever you are out there. Uh, let's see. I think I can share this, uh, some background stuff. Uh, he recently got diagnosed with sinus cancer, adenoid cystic carcinoma. Jeez. Sounds pretty bad as outcomes go. He also has a rare form of blood cancer and a neurological disorder that has left him wheelchair-bound for the last eight years. I've listened since ELR days to your podcasts, and I recently got him into the morning stream. He watches the shows live. And uh, he and his family have had so many health issues. And with his recent diagnosis, he's been reeled down. He has a hard time typing, but he can manage. Um, so a big shout out to uh, Matt. And uh, yeah, it, it sucks to have all that stuff thrown at you, man. And hopefully this song does a little bit to brighten your day. Um, but holy cow. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, all right. Uh, Umphreys McGee put out an album in 2016 called Zonky. And on it, they did covers, but not just any covers, Scott. They did mashup covers. So you'll find songs on there like 
uh let's go to the album here you'll find covers on there like electric avenue to hell which is uh, both an acdc and an eddie grant cover or sad clint eastwood which is metallica and gorillas uh we're gonna play this one because it's it's a bunch of stuff it just, they just can't decide how many things they want to cover in this one uh, this is a mashup mix of Michael Jackson, Fleetwood Mac, and The Weeknd called Can't Rock My Dream Face. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know what to make of this. This is amazing. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic Good stuff. Lord. All right. Well, that's fantastic. Let's play it now. And tomorrow we'll be back. We got recommendals and Tom and all the Wednesday foolishness. So ble- uh, please, please be back for that. Please. And, um, uh, boop show today at 3.30. Uh, maybe some other stuff in between. I'm not sure. Oh, a new skim will go up today. As well as I think a was it any good? There's a lot going on today. So keep your eyes on the prize. Oh, and these got approved, Brian. Sorry. Uh, we got our final uh, proof deck in. So Rock Ooh. Runners is done and is sent to the full production team and is now being made, which means it will Ooh, ship soon. Super cool. So excited. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't believe how good they looked. I'm so happy with them. Anyway, thank you all for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll see you then.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Oh, no. Oh, a, couple, a combo we haven't heard in a while. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.